Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stim and Zhang Show, episode 39. In today's episode, we'll be talking a recap at UFC 266. Always have trouble with that one. Uh, talking about the NFL Week 3, particularly uh, the Bengals versus Steelers matchup. So stay tuned for that. But as always, before we enter the episode, it is brought to you by Hot Streak Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the MLB at NFL while you're watching your favorite teams and watch them make you some money. Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus when you use promo code uh, Hot Sauce. So get Hot Streak Fantasy app now. I'll say it every week. I'll keep on saying it. Quick, easy way to make money while you're betting on MLB, NFL, kind of the biggest sports going on right now. Hockey, obviously, uh, or no, basketball will be coming back soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but as always, right before we jump into the episode, roll it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stephen Zhang Show, episode 39. In today's episode, we recap UFC 266, uh, which was a great card, great uh, yep. great night of fighting, and of course, talking about the NFL. But Eric, I, like, we have to get it out of the way here before we jump into the UFC. Both our teams faced off this week, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. The same division, first matchup of the season. Eric, what happened, man? Cincinnati um, going in, of course, as the underdogs, but no T. Higgins. Obviously, Pittsburgh without uh, T.J. Watt, a bunch of uh, their defensive guys. But uh, Bengals come out on top, winning 24-10. to Jamar Chase, two touchdowns. Logan Wilson, two interceptions. Eric, what, 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 what went wrong? What, what happened in Pittsburgh? Okay, well, to begin with, like, I, going to the game, I was like, okay, Bengals have a pretty good chance of winning, you know? Yeah, because I, oh, no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing. It's, that's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. But I don't know what happened to the Steelers. We're losing. I'm not gonna lie. We're losing. I was like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm done watching this game. We never came back. If we had, like, I don't know. Here's no. Big Ben looks so bad, so bad, terrible. Eric. He looks looks so bad. Najee looked really good. Yeah, talked about this. Najee looked good, but wide receivers couldn't catch anything. Nope. Like nothing was going on. Mind you, Deontay Johnson, was uh, injured, Big yeah. Ben's favorite target, was out yeah. for this one too. So they had trouble on the receiver end there. But yeah, our defense looked bad. Uh, gotta give credit to the Bengals. Looked like a very good team, even without T Higgins. Um, they had everything. Their defense was very good, and Joe Burrow, pretty good. You know, every, everyone played good. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You said everyone played good. You got to give it out to the defense here. The Cincinnati defense yeah. is really pulling up this season. Um, yeah. for the Cincinnati Bengals, it's kind of their uh, their you know strongest part of their game. Yeah. Underrated it's, for sure. Though. Underrated for sure. Right now, you guys, you get like uh, Jesse Bates. Um, you got Logan Wilson, Ojanobi, or uh, who's the guy they just signed? I forget his name, Ojanambi, or something like that. Anyway, uh, Trey Hendrickson from uh, Cincinnati, uh, not Cincinnati, uh, New Orleans. Anyway, speaking of the defense, Logan Wilson, linebacker for the Bengals. This guy keeps going on a tear right now with his interceptions. Two interceptions during the Steelers versus the Steelers, had an interception in Chicago, too. So he's having a good start of the season for that defense. 
like I said, the playbook, Zach Taylor, um, yeah. last week in Chicago had a very tough time making calls early on. This week was a lot better. Uh, you saw guys like Tyler Boyd step up in the absence of T yeah. Higgins. Jamar Chase had a great game. Uh, so, you know, would I like to see more? Sure, yeah. I liked uh, how they didn't give up the run either. Joe Mixon had 18 carries, 90 yards. So, you know, he had 20 carries last week. It seemed like that was too much. This week, he only got 18, but yet they were kind of they're very diverse with the ball. They're sharing it all over the field. So, uh, good by the Bengals there. Hope to see a little more next week versus Jacksonville, which is obviously a rebuilding team. So that there you kind of can get things going, test some plays. But Eric, let me ask you this. It is the offense for the Steelers concerning you so far. A good, a good amount. Um, I thought last year our team was really good, and the only thing we were missing was basically a running back. And I was like, Big Ben, was, and the playoff performance, I was like, okay, that's a fluke, whatever. But uh, this year, it looks – a running back, Najee Harris, actually, he's really good this year. But it's Big Ben. I, I don't know what it is. Like, one year, I feel like last year, it was, he came off an injury, so he, he was looking like he just trying to bounce back. But this year – just doesn't look the same. Too many turnovers. Just yeah. looks last year was he get the snap throw quick. This year is not looking too good. Obviously, um, we have weapons too, like Deontay, James Washington, Chase Claypool, Juju, right? And even Eric Ebron. So it's kind of it's kind of tough to be like like you it's hard to point fingers at anyone, but if you keep getting the ball intercepted, like it's gotta be like the, the QB's problem. And obviously you can blame the O-line a bit. We lost some big pieces. Um, but yeah. then it's, it, it's tough to see cause, uh, it's a very good Steelers team and we, even our defense without TJ Watt looks, looks pretty bad. No, it, well, it's hard to see well, if the we'll, defense looks bad. Well, yeah. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt here. TJ Watt, obviously you kind of build your whole defense around the pass rush. Exactly. And, um, it really goes to show how much they need him on defense, yeah. TJ Watt, because like you said, uh, no sat or, uh, yeah, no Ben got sacked, but. Yeah. You got to give credit to that Bengals O-line, Eric. First time, I don't know what the year was, first time in a while that uh, there wasn't a sack at, uh, uh, was it, is it the home field I'm trying to think? Um, I forget what the stat was, but no sacks uh, allowed by that Cincinnati O-line. Joe Burrow wasn't touched once going to the ground, so kudos to them. I know last week I said it was a big problem. This week they showed up. Obviously no TJ Watt, but still, Mm-hmm. That uh, defense, that's Pittsburgh Steeler defense pass rush game is still lethal. But as yeah. we could see without TJ Watt, bit of a concern. Hopefully, you know, for your sake and your team's sake, he comes back soon uh, because it goes to show how important he is. But um, yeah, Ben, like like you said, honestly, Eric, this is his last year. Yeah, this, you think so? This, this, is, this has to be Ben's last year. First of all, do you see that little clip? Of like on Twitter where it's like Ben moves like a tree and it's like he he spike he spikes the ball or uh, he hikes or whatever and he takes two steps like to, and he just slips and falls and so um, I don't know most of the plays I saw from the Steelers were you know short passes to Najee Harris yeah. and it was just a screen play right mm-hmm. where the uh, the lineman would come and block and they would run up the field that was basically their biggest that was their go to moves and I don't want to say that's going to be like foreseeable future for this team with these short passes and this inability to get the ball downfield because Chase Claypool and him didn't seem like they're on the same page at times. 
So I don't want to say it's a concern right now for Steelers fans, but uh, definitely yeah. like I don't want to overhype right now like that the offense is like it's struggling. It's this huge, uh, this huge problem right now going into the season, but uh, definitely something to look at going into next week when they face off against the Packers. They're really going to have mm-hmm. to bring, like Joe Burrow said for the Bengals, Steelers are going to have to bring their big boy pants facing Aaron Rodgers, who someone say in the first week didn't seem like he cared. Now, yeah, no, he's picking. Watch up. that video. Of, uh, watch that video of uh, their kicker, Mason Crosby, hitting that field goal. His reaction, then tell me if he still cares because uh, he was fired up for that win. Uh, yeah, Bengals face Jacksonville next week in week four. So a uh, good opportunity for them to go 3 1 here. Hopefully, yeah. uh, if it's they stick to the plan. But um, yeah, it was a good game to be a Bengals fan. Terrible. Like, uh, Tyler Boyd said it. They seemed like the Steelers lost, like they didn't care near the end. They had three drop passes. Uh, in a row in their last uh, offensive plays. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go as far and agree with that, but the, the three drop passes was was funny to watch. But don't uh, worry, we're, we're, we're bouncing back. Hopefully. Uh, we'll be good. We'll be fine. Got to face gonna make... a tough Packers, uh, tough Packers team. It's all about making the playoffs, one. man. Once we're yeah. in the playoffs, we're good. Yeah. It is a tough division, though, but, um, like, the Browns look good. Browns look really good. Ravens, Ravens look. Are... Ravens, I can't. I, I'm excited to see Ravens versus Bengals. Um, I, I, I want to know how they defend against a mobile QB like that. Fair. But uh, that's later on in the weeks. But anyway, if there's nothing else to be said, Jamar Chase, like I said, great game, two touchdowns. Wearing the jersey, got to shout him out. As always, like I said, Bengals win. I wear the jersey every Monday. Joe Mixon, always so underrated, this guy. 90 yards, 18 carries, no touchdowns, but, man, just completely, just you keep the run game in it through four quarters, and it's amazing. So, defense, great. Offense was better than last week for sure. No T. Higgins, and I'm excited to see next week. So, uh, let's move on now from the NFL, unless we want to talk about other games. I don't know. Did you watch? There was the... um, Kansas Chargers game. That was a really good game. Really good game. Patrick Mahomes had a huge turnover at the end. Mm -hmm. It was so weird because it was at the end. I'm like, oh, you know, Mahomes down. Like, that's what he likes to do. And then throws an interception. I was like, whoa, that's that's not Mahomes like. And then they lost the game. I was like, oh my God. Especially in September, if you see his numbers in September. Yeah. Um, yeah, when they were up down, sorry, when the Chargers were up 14-0, I was like, whoa, I was a bit surprised. And then Kansas took the lead 17-14. I'm like, Mm. hey, the game's over. But no. They kept the Chargers uh, stayed in it. Exactly. Um, It's not that the Chiefs play bad or anything. You know, I wouldn't worry about the Chiefs too 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 much. uh, But their sole they have sole possession of last place in their division right now at one and two, which is kind of funny to see. Yeah. Um, But don't worry, they'll bounce back. So that was a good game. Uh, Even by Justin Herbert, two four touchdowns. Oh, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Uh, He showed up as well. Uh, what else? I mean, the Ravens man, game. Good... Ravens, Justin Obviously, Tucker. It was against Detroit, yeah. though. It was a de- but still, Detroit. they were gonna lose that game. Or, uh, they're gonna lose that game, and Justin Tucker hit a sixty-six. I think it's a record-breaking. Yeah, it, it uh, is. The record was sixty-two before. Yeah, sixty-six yard field goal to win it. Bounced off the bar and over, so it was good. Uh, that was a crazy highlight to see. So Ravens win that one. Man, the but, Ra- the Lions. They're not looking hey, too bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Still, though, they're not. They're not going to be a good team. But no. to see the Ravens almost lose against them, exactly. Uh, yeah, showing uh, showing some improvement for sure. Exactly. Ba- 
Bears and Browns. Browns demolished the Bears. Yeah. Justin Fields got sacked nine times. Eric, uh, people are calling for Matt Nagy's head. Uh, people are saying that they are tanking on purpose, and that's why he's not fired because uh, there's some conspiracy theories going around that you know Matt Nagy's doing this on purpose, putting Justin Fields in this position with a bad O-line, and uh, they just didn't show up as he got sacked nine times. And so Bears, you know, what's the point? I don't know. Eric, I don't know. What's the point of trading up for Justin Fields exactly. if you're going to do this? You know, It doesn't make any sense to me anyway. The Bears will be the Bears. Uh, who knows if they're planning on tanking. They, they beat the Bengals. The Bengals could have been 3-0 right now um, if some things went their way, but it didn't. So, uh, you know, nine times. Tough for the Chicago Bear fans. Cowboys, uh, or no, sorry, they play Monday night against the, the right Eagles. Now, yeah. That's going to be a good game. Green Bay had a really good game last Green night. Green Bay, like I said, they had a, yep, Mason Crosby with the kickoff win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looks like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are back. If you had any doubts, uh, they tried to squash that real quick. Buccaneers Ram was a great game, too. Uh, Mm-hmm. Little, uh, little, uh, there's a little worry right now with this Tampa defense, Eric, as they give up uh, a lot of points now. Everybody, they gave up 34 to Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Tom Brady is the first loss in his career where he throws over 400 yards and he has zero interceptions, Eric, and he still loses the game. First time in his career that happens. So, uh, Bucks look good. The defense still not looking that good like they did last year. So, hopefully, they can get going. But the Rams, man. Really took the Rams, Rams are a dark, are a dark horse for the Super Bowl. I said at the beginning of the season when they got Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he's an MVP dark horse candidate as well. Oh yeah, um, he's having a great season. I expected that. The play calling, Cooper Cup is making most of that change at quarterback mm-hmm. now. He's getting long balls down the field. Um, yeah. Anyway, and then there were a bunch of other games, but uh, yeah, that's the NFL. Uh, not much other. You know, Bills defeat Washington anyway. A bunch of other boring games. Vikings can't believe they beat the Seahawks. That was a bit surprising. Yeah. Um, and that people that like Bengal teams that Bengals beat, I just feel like, whoa, like now they're beating other because people are saying the Bengals aren't that good, but they're flipping the no. script. No, the Bengals are good. They're good. They're you flipping the script in the uh in the uh, rivalry, Eric. I heard whoa. Steelers Bengals. It's a flip. No, no, flip no. Of the script Don't worry. Right we'll see. We'll see. It's a flip of the script right now. Anyway, let's go uh, to the UFC, Eric. UFC 266 Sunday okay. night. Um, we'll talk about the main cards. Nobody needs to know about the prelims. Some good prelims, but uh, really we want to focus in on the main card, <clears throat> Eric. So that's one, two, three, four. That's five fights. Uh, we could skip the women's flyweight, the first one. Yeah. Um, what's that? It's Calvillo versus Andre. J- yeah, Jessica. We can probably replace it with uh, Dan Hooker. I can talk about it quick, quick. I saw no, we don't the... have to. Whatever you could talk. Oh yeah, Dan Hooker. Um, yeah. he's an Aussie, right? As well. Yeah, uh, New, so, New Zealand. New Zealand. I think, or Aussie. He, uh, um, yeah, he came off with an impressive win. Uh, yeah. on the ground. If you want to talk about that, I know you love Dan Hooker. Yeah. So yeah, Dan Hooker. Obviously, his last two losses are to Michael Chandler in a devastating fashion. And before that, he had a really good fight with Dustin Poirier, which he won. I uh, know he lost. I mean, um, but it was a really close fight. Uh, Dustin Poir- uh, and Dan Hooker, they showed heart before that. He beat Paul Felder. Even before that, he also beat Gilbert Burns when Gilbert Burns was that lightweight. So Dan Hooker, he's a real contender. Obviously, right now, I think he's at eight. Um, he, he fought, uh, I think, a non-ranked guy. I forgot the guy's name, but doesn't really matter. He destroyed him 30-27. Um, 
but he just shows uh, he wants to fight Benel Dariush next, which I find is a really good fight for uh, both of them because Dan Hooker wins. Well, you put Dan Hooker on because he was climbing the ladder. He was getting up there, and then obviously he lost to Michael Chandler. And but so is Darnoosh as well too. He's having uh he's having a good stretch yeah. of fights as well. Yeah, he he's on a th- um he's third right now, and I think he's on a I believe seven or eight fight win streak. So yeah, he's really good. So uh, it's good for, uh, t- to me. It's a good fight for both of them. Benel be really good because if Benel can win, it's probably up next for the the belt. But also for Dan Hooker, if he wins. He'll he'll be up there, right? So that's all for uh, that Dan Hooker fight. Hey, I'm Barry Prince with Dan Hooker. Uh, Izzy's got his back. Like him and bo- him and Izzy are boys, um, and uh, everyone has nothing but good things to say. Yeah, you're absolutely so. right. It seems like everyone right now in the top ten are booked for fights, mm-hmm. except a few. You know, uh, RDA is fighting. Yep. Islam will be fighting. Michael no, Chandler is fighting. He got injured. Oh yeah, RDA. it's true. RDA, RDA and, and then Islam called him out. So who knows if there's going to be a replacement name for that fight yet. Mm. Still waiting. Maybe Dan Hooker. Who knows? That'd Maybe. be a good opportunity for him. But uh, Michael Chandler's fighting Justin Gaethje. Uh, Benel Darius. Uh, we'll, hopefully that's the fight we're looking for. And mm. uh, yeah, Dustin and Charles Oliveira will be taking off for the belt in December. But before yeah. that, we got to talk about the September uh, fight card. Uh, yeah. Dan Hooker fight. The reason I said we don't really have to talk about the women's flyweight, the first one, uh, Andre, is that how you say her name? Andre? Yeah, Jessica Andre. Oh, Jessica Andre is because she won versus Calvia. She's now the f- number one ranked flyweight uh, contender in that division. But as we know who the champion is, exactly. Chenko, <laughs> you know, this, she already beat her once and pretty much, oh, des- you know, destroyed, destroyed her, yeah. her. So it could be a repeat of that. Uh, that is, you know, we'll get to Shevchenko because she's in a league on her own right now. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm going to skip that fight. Not very much of importance. So let's move to the okay. Blades uh, versus Rosenstruck. Rosenstruck? Rosenstrike. Uh, Rosenstrike, eh? Yeah. It's always messing up the last words. Anyway, Curtis Blades, Eric, uh, came out with the uh, unanimous decision yeah. uh, versus him. Obviously, the big heavyweight wrestler kept things simple um eric this has this fight has a lot of importance clearly because exactly winner of this most likely will fight the winner of Nganu and um gone who knows when john jones is coming into the league now with this um the vegas arrest that we just saw <laughs> like Dan, uh, dana white said john jones when you bring him to vegas uh, you kind of expected that uh, he yeah. says he has a lot of demons uh, that he's fighting so hopefully cross our fingers that doesn't delay his uh, debut in the heavyweight division hopefully he gets to come in uh, like he said in early or you know 2022 around uh, you know so we gotta hopefully it, yeah. it, it happens on time but blades like i said three rounds came out with the with the victory uh, like i said he, came, he spent a lot of time on the ground he used his wrestling strength uh, to just basically you know keep that pace in his favor if you're like they say if you're always on top you're winning the fight yeah. but he did boom take that good knee right to the eye <laughs> doctor almost stopped it but kept the fight going uh what do you like about their performance so yeah uh i think it's what a lot of people were expecting it's it was uh zero uh, not a zero gun uh curtis blaze who's a wrestler a very good wrestler at that so we everyone knew it was, he was just going to try and wrestle. Obviously, he's a decent striker, so he can strike a bit, use his wrestling, and probably win by decision or by some kind of like uh, some uh, like ground and pound, yeah. something something like that. So, which is what happened. Rosenstrike, who's a really good uh, fighter too for a heavyweight, he's beaten some pretty big names like Alistair Overeem. Uh, so, 
And the only That's thing Sakai. with the, yeah, I don't know who else, but Augusto Sakai. Yeah, so that that was very very recently, but obviously he's not on the same level as Cyril Gone no. and uh, uh, and Ganu because he, he got messed up by Ganu. It was literally, I think it was like a twenty. It was a quick fight, and Ganu like goes starts unleashing on him, and the fight was over. It was it was crazy, but um, so yeah, so uh, Rosenstrike, he's not on that level, but Gone, uh, not Gone. I'm all over the, Blades. Chris Blade, Chris Blade's on that level either. Like he's close, right? We, we know he's close, but. He lost twice to to Ngannou already. He lost twice to Ngannou, and then he was he fought Derek Lewis, and Blaze was, was a heavy beating. heavy favorite, and was yeah. beaten. You could say, and then Derek Lewis turned exactly. it exactly. So Blaze was a heavy favorite. So if you he, he was gonna beat Derek Lewis, well, that's what people thought. It's like okay, he's gonna beat Derek Lewis and then fight for the title, but obviously Derek Lewis, as we know, interrupted that and uh, took all the momentum from Blaze. So so people forget Blaze is a very good fighter. Just because obviously he's not in Ganu's level, I, I do believe he is better than uh, Derek Lewis. Just just because he has one, obviously Derek Lewis has one hand. But in terms of being able to beat better opponents, I, I believe uh, Blades has a better chance because he's a better wrestler. He's a better overall fighter. But obviously Derek Lewis has that right hand that's very dangerous yeah. and can we win any fight. Blades. We know Blades is the better fighter than Lewis. Exactly. Um, he when they last fought, he was gonna win. But got knocked mm. out by Derek Lewis, right? So, uh, exactly. as you know, uh, Derek Lewis fourth ranked, but he just came off that loss by a uh, Cyril Gunn in the interim. Mm. So who knows? But oh, Eric, this division is gonna get good. It's gonna get good. Very good. Cause yeah, very good. I'm looking at it here like Blades. He, he beat Volkov. He beat Junior DeSantos, Rosenstrike, yeah. um, and obviously we know he lost to to Derek Lewis yeah. and and Ganu twice. But other than that, like. He's looking good, so it's gonna be hard for him to take that next step because obviously we talked about like it's uh, Miocic, John Jones, and Ganu and Cyril gone, and then there's a, a huge drop off because I believe Derek Lewis kind of got like he got he got cut in there too. Well, now so, he's cut because he, he's coming off a loss. Curtis Blades exactly. is moving up now. Exactly. He just won, so that's how. So maybe works. see that see we can see that rematch. Maybe I, I believe that would be a good fight. Whoever wins that rematch, or even um, loser or winner of of uh gone versus Nganu, you can throw them in there but uh curtis blades definitely makes this pretty interesting because he's a very good fighter and um the way he fights wrestling and how dominant he can be is uh scary for a lot of people so it, it would be a good test for a lot of fighters um no yeah for sure uh curtis blades did say he's expecting to fight the, the winner. winner of that okay. title fight that's why he said he brought it to the ground a lot in that three-round bout is because he really wanted to hold on to his title shot. Um, and he didn't want to lose, you know, you don't want to uh, leave it to chance or anything like that. So he stuck to his to his roots mm -hmm. and kept it to the ground. But um, so Blades comes up with the win. We'll see what's moving forward with that. Uh, that could be later down, later, later, because we don't even know exactly. when the Ngannou fight's going to happen yet. Yeah. With Cyril Gon still waiting on that. Uh, they expect it to go to France. Uh, but... We don't know yet with COVID, so we haven't. And then you're waiting for Miocic and John Jones. So where where does Blades yeah. land in there? You know, so exactly. I think yeah, yeah. Unless John Jones, you know, John Jones said he wants the title fight. Don't think Dana White's going to give it to him now. No. Uh, after this, will it be Stipe Miocic? Will it be Blades? Who knows? That would be a good. That would be nice because obviously Jones most likely would win, but it'd be a very good test for him because Blades are a very good wrestler, and uh, it'd be a good welcome to the heavyweight division for John Jones for sure. 
Uh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll uh, keep looking into that later on. But let's go uh, to the 17-year rematch fight, Eric. Nick Diaz yeah. versus Robbie Law- uh, Lawler. Uh, a lot Lawler. of anticipation. Is it Lawler? No, it is a lot. No, you had it right. You had it right. You got it right. Okay, okay. You just made you, fun you of almost, me when I say right. No, no, yeah, no. You, yeah, I almost messed up. No, no, no. I, I keep I, thinking lawyer. Like I know, rolling, I know. It's, it's rolling off the tongue. No, I, I didn't want to make fun of you. You, just, you. you don't mess up usually, so that's why. Yeah, well, what these names? Fuck. Yeah, uh, I can I mess know. up with these guys that Rosenstruck. Like, what even is that flag? You're better in geography than me. No clue. Anyway, where's he from? Who? Uh, Rosenstruck. Rosenstrauch. Oh, I don't even know where that country. That flag. Is. I don't know where that, that country. We suck at geography. Yeah, we do. <laughs> like, we don't do. expect. Don't expect anything from us. But um, Nick Diaz, Eric, obviously a huge. Like I said, huge anticipation. This one went two two rounds until um Robbie Lawler connected with a good hook. Looked like it broke Nick Diaz's nose. Um, he went to the ground refused to get up didn't want to fight anymore yeah that was so weird uh, he said fuck it i'm done uh that was the fight but uh i will say bef- during the like obviously the fight looks slow <laughs> it looked, like this this guy came out and said i don't know what i'm doing here i need to fight Usman. like i don't know if this guy could step in the ring with Uzman. Uh, that was yeah. a very slow fight a lot of slow punches exactly. but still for nick diaz to not fu- to have not fought in six years he had a couple good combinations he didn't look terrible he looked pretty good some at some times um, but obviously Robbie Lawler, the more conditioned fighter, uh, since those six years, he still, uh, was fighting, you know, was still able to take it, still kind of controlled the pace and, uh, hit him with that, that right hook yeah. and that, uh, storybook, uh, but rematch. Uh, the, the fight, even when it started, we're like, oh my God, this is so slow. Like, and what, uh, Nick Diaz comes out with like a roundhouse kick, like <laughs> a spinning was, hill kick. Yeah. Spinning like hill that. kick. I was like, what the fuck? But just from the start, you could tell it was very slow. Um, but Nick Diaz was connecting, man. Like that's what I'm saying. He had a couple good combos. He had some good combos, but obviously you could tell it was very slow. He he very, he looked out of shape. I'm not gonna lie. He looked out of shape. Mm-hmm. Everyone can tell. But as he said in the in the um in the interview, even this interview, like I I, I didn't understand what he was saying. To be honest, like we're we're, we're trying to listen to it. We're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, what we're like, we're, oh we're, my god, that's true. I totally forgot about that. His post fight interview. I don't know what the hell he was saying, but I, I, I forgot I, what he wanted. I, I kind of understood what he was saying. So basically, what he was saying was that he was pretty much pressured to do this fight, and there's like a lot of things behind the scenes that people yeah. didn't see, and uh, he he didn't really want to do this fight at this time. And wanted to like postpone it maybe, but he was pressured into doing it. So that's why he came a bit out of shape. They had to go up to 185 because the, the the card basically got promoted around Nick Diaz coming back. Yeah. So uh, I feel like there's a point where he, like he didn't really want to. I feel like he wanted to back out, but the UFC didn't let him. So he was forced to do the fight. And he, he, he just came out of shape, wasn't ready to fight. And. He after a couple shots, yeah. he was like, "But that's so weird because that's not like the Diaz mentality, you know? Like Nate, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz usually yeah. they go to the war. Nate, obviously, it's a good shot by Robbie Lawler, but it's happened so often. Like it wasn't like a knockout; it was just like his nose was bleeding. I guess he didn't want to get yeah. injured. And but hey, he got paid. I think he got paid almost like a five hundred thousand plus the pay per view buy. So uh, good for him for collecting the bag. Yeah, sorry, I just uh, but um. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you the question. Should Nick Diaz, he did say he'd want to fight again if he went out there and lost. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the right move? Do you think he was serious 
I don't uh, like now. Do you think he's serious or was he just saying that you think he's done after this? I, I don't know. I, I feel like people just want to see him like because he looked very out of shape and he was not ready to fight at all. Obviously, we know he's, he's been out for five to six years. He was not ready to fight. And I don't know why the UFC like pressure like because should he fight again, though? He, 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 if he gets back in shape, he should for sure. If he gets back back in shape and shows people like he looks good and he still got it going. Yeah, but obviously not against a high ranked person or not against like maybe throw like Donald Cerrone at him or some like something easy, you know. But um, but Robbie Lawler, like you gotta give credit to him. He showed up. Uh, Robbie Lawler is a killer. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's a good fighter, and um, I'd be like, I, I'd be it'd be cool to see like obviously Nate Diaz is way better than Robbie Lawler, but maybe like Robbie Lawler against Nate Diaz or because Robbie Lawler like after this win. Maybe a bit of momentum going for him, you know. Uh, he beat Nick Diaz, who's a pretty big. How name. serious can people, you know, take that fight? You know, how serious can people, you know, consider that, uh, like a, you know, when they look at Robbie Law, how much credit credit is he gonna get for that not, fight versus Nick Diaz? I'll, I'll be honest, not because like Nick Diaz looks slow, and Robbie Lawler looked a little slower than usual too. So yeah, you look slow too. Like, what does Robbie Lawler expect right now in his career? I don't, I don't think he's because he, he was ways. almost he was almost cut so. Uh, I don't think he's expecting much. Maybe, yeah, maybe fight out welterweight again and go back to welterweight and maybe try and find a, someone like top 15, maybe. Yep. Top, so not not a high-ranking guy. Just fight him and see where he goes because he's still a very good fighter and he's a big name too. Yep, for sure. So, uh, yep, that was a rematch in the book. 17 years in the mm-hmm. waiting ends in the second round. Uh, kind of a disappointing ending, yeah. but uh, you can't hate on Nick uh, Nick Diaz. No, uh, no. Guy's one of the UFC legends, and um, you got to give a lot of respect uh, for him to come out. It's been six years and, and do that, you know? No matter if he was pressured or not, he uh, answered the bell. So, let's move up to the title bell, uh, title uh, fight. Uh, for the women's flyweight, which was Valentina Shevchenko uh, versus Lauren Murphy. This is kind of funny. Uh, yeah. We actually watched the fight with a few yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of them, <laughs> yeah. one of them was, he, you know, we told him the odds, you know, minus 1,500 and plus yeah, 800. Exactly. So, some, you know, he did bet on <laughs> Lauren Murphy to win. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I told, we told him, like, listen, if you're going to bet on Lauren, uh, Lauren Murphy, <laughs> you should bet on a knockout. Exactly. There's no way she wins by de- decision. Yeah. Anyway, ends up losing fifty bucks because obviously that fight, Eric, was very, no. uh, very one sided. Oh, very one sided. Uh, uh, Valentina Shevchenko, not from yeah. Russia. I apologize. That's what I was saying last time. Not from Russia. No. From Kyr- Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan or uh, Kyr- Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Oh, see, I like know. geography, Eric. These flags. I know. I know. They're I know. pretty, but I don't know where they're I, from. But I know the other half is Peru. Peru. So it's Peru. Yeah, I think she grew up like eight, nine years in Peru and also in uh, Kyrgyzstan. Anyway, wherever she grew up, whatever they're eating over there, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. Um, she comes out, Eric, with a very dominant one very dominant, sided yeah. beatdown. Like we said, she's so technical, Eric. She breaks her opponents down. Mm-hmm. Um, her defense is incredible, and, and and it went to show against Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy, I don't know how many fu- you know punches she landed clean oh on God, Valentina, but uh, you know, like you, you were saying that she's like punching the air a lot. No, but like obviously her, it's, it's her, to gauge it's the distance. Ja- yeah, 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 it's a jabs, you know, yeah, and to set up uh, your 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 hook or whatever. But 
she was doing that a, a quite a few a lot yeah. a lot of, lot of air punches exactly but why don't you why don't you tell us what you thought even though everyone knows what we think no so yeah we're, we're even going to the fight we're all like yeah valentina is gonna win uh but obviously you never know it's a ufc fight not anything can happen just call like you don't know what can happen it's a no. ufc fight and uh lord murphy right from the start you could tell it was not like valentina she's so quick like every so time she quick. punches like there's so much speed and force put into it like her kicks mm-hmm. like her yells like ah and like yeah. bro, oh my fucking... god her yells it's like she's yeah. playing a round of tennis eric I, exactly that's the first time i heard that uh but which, hey i don't watch a lot of women's fights but women yell no, but she she's a she's a beast man like she she could li- like she like she could oh my god she's so good she she was punching like her kicks Sorry, we had to stop for some technical difficulties. A.K. Eric had to go take a shit, so that's why there will be a stop. But Eric, now that you're all cleaned up and ready to go, why don't we take? Why don't we start back from uh, what we were talking about? Shevchenko, you liked her uh, her fight? A lot of kicks, yeah. a lot of you know, you know, our question mark kicks. We were talking about that kind of you know, the oh, question yeah. mark. It came off fast when we saw exactly. Her, but, uh, yeah, what, Shevchenko, she was dominating Norm Murphy. Exactly. No, no, I'm more relaxed. I can I can talk yeah, about focus. Truth, you know? So yeah, so Shevchenko, oh, she looked amazing. That question mark kick, I remember when it happened. We we're like, oh my god, question mark kick, oh my god, <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, but obviously, she just showed a display of like she she could do everything, like she, ground and pound, like kicks, like defense, like her head, like everything was on point, and she just looked unbeatable. Because don't forget, Lo Murphy was on a fight fight win streak. She, she she wasn't no scrub, like she's a legit fighter, yeah, legit contender. And obviously, Valentina, once again, shows she's unmatched and she's at the top of the division. Uh, as we talked about before, Jessica Andre, who's the number one, uh, who's the number flyweight. one rank yeah, in the flyweight um, last fight. So uh, last fight, um, she got destroyed by Valentina. So that's why people people are like kind of because Jessica shouldn't get the rematch right away because she just got destroyed. And it was like two months ago. Yeah. So Valentina, I'm, I mean, like she was destroying the division. Um, a lot of the questions are, are like, "Oh, you're gonna fight Amanda? Are you gonna fight Amanda?" She all she said she was, wants it, "Though she she wants it, she'll fight anyone." But obviously, um, she um she, her her natural weight is 135, yeah. so it, it's tough for her to go up because Amanda's a lot heavier when she fights at 135, right? She comes into the ring around like 145, 150, so it's tough for Valentino, who's a natural 135. She cuts down; it takes like it takes her two seconds to cut down yeah. to 125, right? So. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I don't mind her just destroying the division, right? Um, obviously we they fought two times before, but the, the two fights they weren't like super fights, right? So if they fought this time, it would be a legit super fight. But I, I don't mind her just destroying her division because every time she fights, she destroys people, and like these are real contenders. So yeah. she'll just wait for the next huge contender and then destroy destroy her because she's on another level, man. Like she, the way she was fighting, like. It was incredible because a lot of people were like, "Oh, I could definitely beat like a girl," but no, bro. Imagine and there's there's not a Shevchenko, lot of guys. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of people that can beat Valentina in a fight. So, uh, um, no, there's actually right now nobody in the flyweight exactly. division that could beat her in a fight. Uh, yeah. you what? Are you not you're not down for this Amanda Nunez uh, third no, fight? No. You'd rather see her stick around in the flyweight? No, obviously I'd be down, but it's just because it. it it is tough because obviously the, there's a weight difference. So and you got to look at the state of women's bo- or not women's boxing, the UFC uh, women's divisions. There, I mean, you got Shevchenko mm-hmm. who's eating the flyweight, and you have Amanda then, who's eating the bantamweight. 
So bantamweight and and the the like bantamweight uh, and uh, featherweight. So she has one thirty five yeah. and forty five. So she's holding obviously she's holding up that division. The flyweight is being held up by Valentina, and then you have the the strawweight who's being held. Well, the strawweight is very interesting. There's a lot of ups and downs, but Valentina obviously. It's tough seeing her kind of hold up the division, but hey, it's not her fault. That's that's what greatness is like. A lot of fighters before her have done it, like George St. Pierre, John Jones, Anderson Silva. They've held up the division and they've looked unstoppable. And then someone has come in and beaten them. So I guess we're just waiting on that person to come up and beat them. Um, Because there will be someone like a lot of fighters are up, yeah, up and coming. It happens all the time. Up and coming, yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, probably right now. No, there's no, uh, there's no one on their level for Amanda and Valentina. So obviously, it'd be nice to see them clash. But I, I just feel like it's, it would be too unfair for Valentina, just because it is a huge weight difference. Yeah, and, uh, and it, it, it'd be tough on like it. The only disadvantage, like I feel like it, it probably ruin her legacy if she did lose. And it's just like I don't know, it's weird. But Valentina is a beast and. Anyone who can make 125, I believe she will destroy. Yep. Um, so we'll see what's next for Valentina. Uh, if she's just going to fight someone uh, she's already beaten or if there's talks about the Amanda fight, who knows? We'll have to wait. That's later down the road, uh, as, always, as always, when you you know just finished a fight. But let's go to the main event uh, of the evening, Eric. Uh, the fight of the ultimate fighter, uh, the coach's fight, Brian Ortega. Mm-hmm. The number three ranked in the division versus the champ Alex Volkanovsky. Uh, this was a great fight. Great, uh, a legendary great fight. There, there are some good fights in this car, but this one was probably the best uh, out of all the fights, and for good reason. It is the main event of the evening. So let's break it down, Eric. Like we said going into it, Volkanovsky. We had our predictions. Uh, Brian Ortega, we said Brian Ortega needs to, you know, get the, the fight to the ground, uh, which he attempted. He, uh, but most of the time he was staying on his feet. First round, both guys kind of landed some big punches, came away in their corners, a few, you know, scratches and cuts. Second round, we saw Ortega utilize that jab more often, but Volkanovski, Eric, he just keeps the pressure on you. Uh, you know, he's always advancing you. Um, always bringing the fight to you. And so Brian Ortega was kind of just there taking these punches, these big punches by Volkanovsky, staying up though, because, you know, we know he has the iron chin, good stamina. But Aragus, that third fight, that really, that, sorry, that third round, that, you know, yeah. if you're not a UFC fan and you watch that round, you instantly become a UFC fan. Exactly. Because, you know, uh, Brian Ortega got to the ground. Finally, like we wanted him yeah. to, and did get the rear naked choke in place. He got the rear naked choke. And we were freaking out because yeah, I know, I know. Keep in mind that it was a close fight, but Volkanovski was winning. Yeah, each of those rounds up until the third round, and so when he got that rear naked choke, it was kind of a crazy comeback. And me and you were looking to like looking for the tap, like is yeah, this going to happen? Uh, but he got it. He got out of it, and then moments later, very soon after, yeah. he actually got the triangle choke too. Yeah, so couldn't finish that, and oh, that was just insane. That was that was a crazy fight. No, but that oh my god, that choke, that first one, it was so like I literally thought like we we're looking at the hands, like his hands yeah. started like shaking a bit, like yeah. And he Volkanovski even said himself like like people were like oh how deep was it? Oh, it was like I'm about to lose my belt deep. Like that yeah. was <laughs> like he was getting he was purple. Like yeah. I was like no way this is happening. So that, that just shows like 
even before going to the fight, we were like, um, so we, we knew Brian Ortega was a jiu-jitsu guy and he he could lose the fight, but if all he has to do is get one choke. One triangle or, choke, most like T-City, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that's what he's known at. And he is very good at it too. And um, well, the, the thing too was you got, like, he was tired in the third round. Like, he was getting beat oh, up. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. You explained it really well. Like, it was a really interesting fight. Uh, I don't know if you want to finish off with the, the fourth well, and fifth round. Before. I don't know. The fourth and fifth round was kind of like the, the same um, where, like we, we said from the beginning, Volkanovski, the way he breaks down his opponents, yeah, uh, he kind of he quickly learns their game plan and adapts yeah. to it. And but mostly in this fight, he was the aggressor uh, the whole time against um, Ortega. He was always, you know, he wasn't backing away, always advancing the fight. Ortega was the one that was kind of backing away, not backing away in a sense, but he had to respect Volkanovsky's distance of always wanting to be so close and stuff like that. And, you know, would I, would I like to see Ortega take Volkanovsky down more? Would I see more attempts? Yeah, sure. But like we saw the attempts that he did try Volkanovsky has like his, his defense is just too good because for those who don't know, he fought in the middleweight. He has that, you know, low center of gravity. He's used to having this big weight, try and bring him down so obviously lighter dudes he's he, he's adapted to it and he has great defense because of it and so ortega tried his best and the times he did get him to the ground it was literally nearly it for him yeah, so exactly there wasn't much you know ortega like we said we, he tried you know that's all you mm-hmm. can say he, had, he the game plan was there in the third round he got the chokes yeah. on we thought it was over but he slipped out not much like ortega said there's not much else i could do there really isn't mm-hmm. um and the fight was pretty much over when Volkanovski got back up because from there he was not letting Ortega take him down again, uh, which I think he might have or fallen down or something, but he got up pretty quickly anyway. Yeah. So Volkanovski wins his 20th straight fight. Very he now joins uh, an, you know, uh, an elite group uh, of fighters that have started their careers in the UFC 10 and 0. So we'll be looking for the future of his next fight. Mm-hmm. Which Eric most likely uh, is probably going to be Max Holloway. Max Holloway. Yeah. But Max Holloway is. Has a, is going he has to, a fight. He has a fight. He's going to fight. Um, I forget who he's fighting. Is it uh, Chiga Ch- Chikadze or? Uh, I think it is. Oh, uh, I forget the fight that he's. Uh, whoa. Well, is there, oh, never mind. But uh, my, anyway, he's fighting. Volkanovski respects it because he wants to be the number one contender yeah. that bad. So he'll he'll wait for that. And until yeah, that, okay. this division is kind of just in the in the waiting room, in the mix. You know, we got to no, wait on Max Holloway. But that that's fair because right now, like Volkanovski and Holloway, they show they're on a different level compared to everyone else. Obviously, or we know Ortega is like right there. Like he's very yeah. close to them. Um, obviously, he got beat up bad by Max. Um. And also, he got beat up by Volkanovski. But if you look in the first two rounds, obviously Volkanovski had outstruck him, but it was it was pretty close. Like, uh, but Ortega, like his striking, it's not the cleanest, but he like he hits him. Volkanovski, he's powerful with his kick. Like he was he was changing up kicks, yeah. uh, punch, like everything. Um, and even going to the fight, uh, that's why I was like, 
I feel like Volkanovski is going to win, but if I were to bet, I would bet on Ortega because or just his submission game is, is ridiculous. So yeah. you never know when it can happen. That's what makes it so interesting. Because that's why we said ne- bet by submission if you were to bet on him because exactly, exactly. he wasn't winning by decision. No, 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 exactly. So the only way for him was to win by submission, and he almost did it. And Volkanovski knew that. Yeah, twice. So Volkanovski knew that. And um, so obviously it's weird because Volkanovski knew that, but he kept going in. And Ortega set up that great punch. Saw Volkanovski fall down, yeah. a bit, jumped on him. So oh, that uh, that was so that was such a moment. Like, oh, I'm gonna remember that for. Yeah, we, that we was such kinda, a moment. Yeah, we were kind of rooting for Ortega there. Uh, yeah, well, obviously round. it's nice to root for the underdog sometimes because like going to the fight, like I didn't really care who won, but it was nice. Like once I saw Ortega, like it was nice to they, root for. Yeah, them. when they pulled up and you saw how hard Ortega was going for it in that. Exactly. And we did not uh, want uh, Herb Dean to end the fight either. You right? <laughs> oh, he was looking at her. He was, oh, he was yeah, showing yeah. the fingers and we're like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, and because, yeah, yeah. or, hey, Ortega has heart. You have to give it to him. He showed oh, it in yeah. this fight, in the hallway fight. The only thing he didn't show was his striking is the, their strike. Not there their yet. striking. It's not there yet. Hey, but Max Holloway and Volkanovski. Exactly. But Max Holloway and Volkanovski's striking is on, a, is on a crazy level. So, like, it's not like Ortega is not good. But, uh, but um, I actually saw the the global the global scorecard. So I don't know if you ever seen that. It's like they they uh, it's like fan. They they you vote on okay. like one each round, and a lot of people had the fifth round actually being like a tie. So it was like nine point five to nine point. Like people had to really close the fifth round, which yeah. kind of is it. If I I don't remember, uh, really remember, but it, I I feel like it was pretty close. I remember at the end Ortega started like wailing and like yeah, hey, it, it was over by then. Even mm-hmm. if he wins the fifth round, I think uh, yeah. Volkanovski takes that. Um, oh, well, how many rounds would you say Volkanovski won? Oh, every single one. Uh, yeah, pr- and probably much. has a ten-eight round in there too. Yeah, probably has one or probably. Even yeah, you have the submission attempts, like like they said, you don't get points for submission attempts, exactly. and uh, if you get out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a good look for pace and stuff like that. But in that third round, besides that, it was Volkanovski's round. So he won all those rounds. But the only thing with the submission too was it, it, when we were watching, like a lot of the submissions. So the first one, he, when he went for it, Rear when, when Volkanovski got out, like I don't know, like they they got, uh, Vol- yeah, he slipped out, and then uh, it was ground and pounds for Volkanovski. After like a lot of times when Ortega would try, he yeah. get ground. Even the the uh, the the triangle choke, like yeah. after that, it was pure ground pound for Volkanovski because he's on top, right? So it is a bit risky, but. Um, I, I, I feel like if, if that would have happened the second round, Ortega would have gone it. Cause, uh, I do like, is Ortega was tired. Thought in the third more, yeah. He, you thought he had, he had more conditioning. Exactly. Um, yeah, he did because he, like he said, uh, Volkanovsky, he felt the arm alleviate a little and that's why he was able to slip his chin under and get out of there. And yeah. so, but it was close. It was really close to being yeah. uh, over in the third round. That would have been a huge comeback for Brian oh, yeah. Ortega. Huge oh, yeah. upset win. Exactly. Imagine Brian Ortega featherweight champ. Uh, that'd be crazy. Like you said, that would have been a crazy uh, situation if that happened. Max Holloway yeah. and Volkanovski would have fought. Uh, or yeah. I don't know, like, does Ortega get Max Holloway next? Does Volkanovski, Volkanovski most likely gets a rematch right away if he loses that yeah, fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Yeah. But now we uh UFC that, put, that closes the books on UFC 266, UFC 267, and next month will be highlighted by uh the light heavyweight um title fight between Glo- Glo- Glover Teixeira and uh Jan Blakovic, Blakovic, Black Blakovic, 
Black, yeah, black, yeah, Cow just yeah, 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 black bitch, yeah, black, black weeds. Is it weeds? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's gonna be in October, and then hopefully in November, if it can come any sooner, uh, will be the Kobe Covington Kamara Usman fight, which will be amazing, amazing, yeah, amazing. So we'll just have to wait, uh, for that. But, uh, nevertheless, thank you for listening to the Stib and Zang thank show. You. It's been episode 39. Next week is episode 40. And as always, still waiting on the Jack Eichel trade season starting soon. Uh, does Eichel start on a new team by season start? Probably not. But uh, got the C stripped away uh, from him, by the way. Thank you very much. Chow Sabres. They're tired of Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel's tired of them. So get a deal going so I could fucking have some NHL news to talk about. <laughs> right now, preseason, it's nice and stuff. But uh, as I say that, I'm watching the Canadians Leafs game. Montreal 2 nothing. But again, thanks for listening on Spotify or watching us on YouTube. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. <gasps> Roll the outro! <laughs>